Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott's Got Podcast, and I'm joined by John James Hutchinson yet again. John James, how are we? Hello, I'm fine. How are you? Not very good. Um, loaded with a cold, so apologies, um, because I will sound terrible this episode. The nose is blocked up, and it's uh, it's not very good. Not very good. So, uh, on today's show, we will be discussing uh, the results from uh, the Premiership there at the weekend, and we will be talking about the over exuberant scenes at <laughs> Fur Hill. Um, another big win for Dundee, great result for Neil McCann, and we'll be talking about much, much more on this week's episode. So we're going to kick off the show by talking about uh, the Inverness and Hamilton game. Big result for Inverness. They beat Hamilton 2-1, but I feel as though it's, it is too little too late. Um, what did you make of the game, John James? I think Inverness had to win. I think mean, as, as much as you say, it might still be over. I think Inverness can't go into the games thinking that, though. Inverness can still mathematically get out of it, and as long as they keep winning, like never say never. Where was this kind of performance? Like weeks ago, they were they were outstanding. It was two going on six. They the, were their top players turned up. Yeah, Hamilton were all over the place, and see before Ross Draper back in the side, he was he was phenomenal. He was a tight. That's what Inverness were needing. He they were really missing Ross Draper, but I feel as though it is too late for Inverness now. Um, but. I would normally say it's all over Inverness, but I mean results went for them this weekend. So I mean, as long as they keep themselves at this level of performance, I mean they could easily catch. Yeah, but it was a real horror show from uh, Hamilton, and they had to like win that. And now this weekend for them, this was, was massive. Their, this was yeah. their chance to push out their chests and be like, "We're not going down." It was like we we were we deserve to be here. And they didn't do it. They didn't do nope. it at all. Aye, they were a shambles. They really were. And then Martin Cannon was not happy at all because no, he felt as though Hamilton should have had a penalty. And I do agree with him, but I don't think that would have changed what, anything on the game. What I what the sort of what I was getting from him was he was he was just whining. That's what I was getting. Like, I was just getting that impression from him when he was talking about oh the referee the referee this and the referee that. And it's like your team were poor. Is it? Yeah, it's not. Of course, they should have a penalty, but that is not the excuse. If you're having to rely on a penalty decision in a game, then did you really deserve to to take anything from the game anyway? If your team had turned up against the team that's bottom of the league, then you should win anyway. They shouldn't have needed to have the referee give them decisions for them to win that game, and that's what he, that's what his press conference is seeming to yeah. suggest. <laughs> Um, but it was a real impressive performance from Inverness. But I'm just watching it. I'm thinking, where was this weeks ago when it really when it really mattered? Now it's just I feel as though they've left it too late. I just said they can still they've still got a chance, but I think it's very unlikely. Um, no, that they're, uh, they're down for me. They're down for me. Come on, they play next. I think so. Three points there would really make it interesting, especially with them playing Motherwell on the final day of the season. But they realistically they need to play Kilmarnock and Dundee next, and both teams are, are strong, probably the two stronger sides in the bottom six. Yeah, I see that even that that came Saturday there against Hamilton. I felt as though that was Inverness's best performance this season. They were just so dominant. They really were, but it's too little, too late, and just in my opinion. But Hamilton, they really need to sort themselves out for this weekend against Motherwell. Big Lancashire derby. It's <laughs> massive. So what do you, how do you see that one going for uh, if the same Hamilton? Hamilton? If, if Motherwell will disappoint again this weekend as well, but if Hamilton turned up the way they put, I could see Motherwell, they could they could give Motherwell a win. And really, Motherwell, both teams are there for the taking. Both teams are fragile. Both teams don't seem to be playing well, or don't. There doesn't not the case of seeming they aren't playing well at all. But I, I, I don't know. I think I could easily be a boring nil nil game. I, don't, I think they're both too scared to lose. Yeah. Both will be scared to lose, both need to win, and I think the draw is probably going to happen. Yeah, it's a scene Richie Foran uh, right after the game, he came out and said that's what I was expecting, mm. but you can just tell in his face, he was thinking, where was that weeks ago? I know. Yeah, where was that performance play weeks ago? But yeah, it was a great result for Inverness, but uh, they're doomed in my opinion, they've left it way too late, for, um, but aye, they're gone in my opinion. But So what do you, what do you think they're... No, I think, I, think, I think Inverness can still stay up. I mean, Motherwell, the way Motherwell have been playing, they could still catch Motherwell. The way Hamilton have been playing, they could still catch Hamilton. Those clubs uh, they's, those clubs need a win. Uh, I mean, one win from Motherwell or Aki's would really sort of na- put the nail in the coffin for Inverness. But as long as Inverness keep playing like that, I think they could beat. I, can, I think they could realistically win their next three games, and that's what they need to do. 
It'll be interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying this relegation dogfight towards the end of the season. As uh, it's interesting. If, as if Inverness had won, if if Inverness had beaten County, that that result would have meant much much more. But they've I feel like they have left it a bit too late. But it's saying that as long as there's still points to play for, then Inverness can. Do still you think up. Inverness will be able to keep a hold of Ross Draper? Um, I don't think so. If they go down, no. No, they'll lose some of their big players. They've already lost Greg Tanzi to Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Like Tanzi was, for Aberdeen was influential in that win as well. He was, yeah. Like pretty much all the players, all the MS players turned up that day. But they must be kicking themselves mm-hmm. just now though. Like, like, oh come on, why can we not do this weeks ago? So uh, moving on um, to Fur Park. Another bad result for Motherwell. They lost 1-0 to Ross County. John James, what did you make of that game? Motherwell are an absolute free fall at the minute. They, They're they, just getting worse and worse. They definitely can't say they didn't have their chances. Like, Motherwell were easily the better side. They were creating all the chances. They were missing They were missing them, though. And then, just a defensive collapse. Oh, it was... Just, <laughs> why, why do that? Why make things over-complicate? Why over-complicate if things? If you're a defender... Why, just hoof up, why not just hoof it up the park? If you're a defender in that situation and you you know what your team's playing for, there's nothing wrong with putting Don't that, try and be smart, I don't... There's nothing wrong putting that ball in Rosette. That's it, I don't know. It's like old-school mentality. Just launch it forward. Just they, hoof it up the park. They, don't try was, and be clever and this was a, like, this was a, be smart a in your own uh, box. This was a Ross County side that didn't have Wayne Boyce. Obviously, he was suspended. This is this is a Ross County side that didn't have their main goal for it, so they were gonna obviously they were gonna offer very little, and they still came away from Fur Park with three points. I know, and I, I don't know how because they didn't do anything apart from score. Yeah, but I would say Mother, so <coughs> Yeah, I would say Ross County. I've said it before; they're they're totally safe, and I think Jim McIntyre's done a pretty. Decent job there at Ross County. He's won them a cup, they, and they, obviously he's kept them in the league. That's Ross County's whole aim is just to at least stay in the Premiership. They're, they're, doing, the doing the hard job he's got from now until the end of the season is just motivating his team. So, like, because really they're just playing fixtures now, just to fulfil the fixtures, because they're not going to go down. They aren't going to earn anything else. It's just keeping the players motivated. Yeah, that's it, pretty much, yeah. But, but Motherwell, on the other hand, they're, they're in Motherwell are absolutely dismal right now. They're in a as, bad, bad as I said about when we were talking about Hamilton, how do you how you went to that game? Mullow cannot lose. Hamilton cannot lose. They both need to win. If one wins, they drag the other one below them. Is um, is it the biggest Lanarkshire derby there's ever been in the top flight? Um, possibly. Cause, possibly. Because there's no doubt they two will never have a, a derby for a place in Europe. Let's let's be facing let's be facing the facts. No chance. So this is probably the biggest one that you're gonna have in recent memory. Yes. So hopefully the fans turn up. So I think it is safe to say we will not be seeing the Lancashire derby uh, next season. I think whoever comes up, whoever gets to the playoff final, whether it be Dundee United, Morton, or Falkirk. They'll beat whoever finishes eleventh. So I think, I think three all three of those sides are stronger than Murrow and Hamilton. I think we will see one of them two in uh, the playoff, and that's the case of Inverness. If Inverness can catch them, it might be both of them. I mean, both of them might go down. I, I don't. I, I still think as I said earlier, I still think Inverness will finish bottom. And I'm saying Motherwell for the playoffs. I've been saying it for a long time. I'm still, I'm still sticking by Hamilton. I mean, Hamilton are the team that I'm going for. Another well, we're definitely going for a Lancashire team to <laughs> like finish in the playoffs this season. But Stuart Robertson, he's got his hands uh, like cut out from here. He's got, mm-hmm. he's, it's not looking too good. And if I'm being honest, if they go down, I don't think you should stay in charge. Motherwell need if they go down, they need a total clear out because that like Motherwell fans. From uh, what I've read in social media, etc., they're so disenchanted with the club right now. It's, they don't know what yeah. direction the club's going in. Like a couple of seasons ago, they were finishing second in the league. Yeah, under Stuart McCall. And, it's just that's crazy to think. They're finishing second under Stuart McCall, and now they're fighting relegation. Was, we've said it before on the podcast, and I'll say it again. Mark McGee was not the appointment they should have made. Go, they went back. They 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 should have went forward as a club, and instead they went back and they went back to a manager that managed them. When they obviously went to go Aberdeen, they should have went. They they should have went and branched out elsewhere and looked at some maybe even some of the managers in the championship. Jim Duffy obviously never had, he would have never went on to have that season they had with Morton. Yeah, and he was but, still proving himself at Morton. At that point, it would have been a risk at the time. 
but I'd rather take the risk than go back to Mark McGee. Yeah. And look how Mark McGee turned out to be the most successful thing that came out of Mark McGee's reign was his new game. So <laughs> it's not was it the puzzle and name game? Yeah. Oh, I remember watching the video. Probably Peter Martin's like this. Oh, I'm sorry to say that's right, but Peter Martin was like this when he was beating Mark McGee about it. He was like this. Yeah. Eh. Mark, you need to tell, tell us about your new game. They got the whole gaming world is buzzing about it, and I'm like, oh God's sake! But yeah, as you're saying, sorry, cut you. I had to mention that. I mean, if you, if the the, the if recent memory of Mark McGee, if you typed in on social media, if you typed in Mark McGee and Muddle, you'd probably find what would come up as his game, his video at Pataudry. Get yourself it. And then his video from after the result at Ibrox. Those are probably the top three results you'd find with Mark McGee and Muddle. Not anything about Muddle's win, what Muddle's performances, not, none of that. You'd see none the of that. The guy's a walking meme, so you, he is. You would, you, all you would see is disappointing things that have happened to Muddle. He's, been one, of, he's been one of the highlights of Scottish football this season, just due to how much of a clown the guy is. Oh, I know, he's, doubt, he's doubted your allowed mobile phones at a football game, so. <laughs> is that allowed? <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I just. I, I think Muddle had the opportunity where they could have went. Somewhere else, they could have looked at other yeah, managers. But, yeah, exactly. Like, I point at a young up and coming manager or I someone mean, that's proven themselves. We've, we've, What's Mark McGee ever done? <laughs> we've said it before when Hearts took the risk and went for Cathro. Why didn't. Obviously, it's different circumstances, and obviously, Hearts fans might not be too happy with that right now. But Motherwell could have went for Cathro. Like, before they even appointed anyone, Cathro was being linked with Rangers, he was being linked with loads of other clubs in, in, in England and foreign, obviously, the leagues he's managed in. Why didn't Motherwell think. Why did why, why Would you say Motherwell's an attractive club to go to though? It's the first, it's the first club. First well, club. for Ian Cathal, no. yes, but I mean, like, do you think Motherwell is an attractive club for I think it's an attractive like, a manager who's at least proven himself in Scottish football? I think Motherwell have all the right, they have all the right foundations to be a solid club. Maybe they will never, they'll obviously, they'll never be able to compete with the team that the, the, well, they can, they can compete, they've done it before, but they'll never reach the levels of the, the bigger clubs in Scotland. But they could easily become another wee. They were at that. They used to be at that stage where everyone hated playing Mullow. You hated going to Fur Park because they're more like you're going to take something off you. Mullow could easily be back at that level, but they're not. They, they went down the wrong route and they've now. Now they're paying for it. They're now pretty much a team that, if any of the top six done this season, what the top six done this season was playing Mullow, it's three points. Bottom six is a bit more difficult, but obviously top six teams three points against Motherwell. Aye, Rangers are uh, undefeated against Motherwell this season. I think a lot. I think quite a lot of the teams have went flawless against Motherwell this season. Yeah, especially Aberdeen. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Aberdeen, 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 Aberdeen sent them back to school at Pataudry. Uh, Rangers have beaten them. Fair enough. Uh, you could argue all oh, Motherwell were hard done by in some of the games, but Rangers beat them. They yep. Got, uh, Hart, even Hearts beat them. <laughs> Even a struggling Hearts team has beat has beat Mullow. Beating three 0 at Far Park. Comfortably, teams are comfortably beating Mullow, and if you aim to be a successful club in the league, if you're of that stature, you need to be tough to beat, and they're not they're not tough to beat. Look at Thistle. Thistle have been the yeah, hallmark. Thistle have been great they're, this they're a hallmark of a side that has the right. Very well organised side. Very they're very solid. They're very hard to you break down. You don't have to have all the flair players to be. A, a top six side you just need to be well organised St Johnson have been a, a running example of a team that just need to be well organised and they've been in the top six for like what six years running or something mm-hmm. then one of the ro- ro- one of the longest and also run- won the Scottish Cup one of the longest running sides in the top six for the last couple of years just purely because Tommy Wright has organised them well lost key players and still been in that situation and Motherwell could have been a club like that they were second at one point and they just went no. Of course they had a, lot, a, a number of good players So they did And then Like Sean Hutchison Darren Randolph mm-hmm. like, Giles Coke as well Even Haley, Remember Tom Haley? He was a good player for them Now he's, uh, he's playing with Dundee right now But He was a good player back in his day to be honest, I'm saying that like back in the day Like he's a Old timer now mm-hmm. But he was like he, Tom Haley when he was at Motherwell That was His best Like Spell uh, As like so, so it was He was terrific at Motherwell And he struggled to really find that form again mm-hmm. so he has but off away from Tom Haitley we're talking about Mullerwell they're just in an absolute mess right now and if they go down I mean I think it'll be I, honestly if they go down I don't think they'll come back up straight away you won't see Mullerwell for a good, a good maybe two or three seasons yeah because well, look at everyone was saying Hibs will come back uh, come back up in the first two or see first one or two seasons 
and it took them three seasons. Stand, took Hibs three seasons to come back by, up. I still stand by when Hibs went down. It was a freak season in the Championship because you it had was. you had three top clubs in Scotland. But if Motherwell went down, they wouldn't have those top clubs anymore. But then again, they still have the wee dodgy clubs like Falkirk. If they don't go up, Falkirk have been. Falkirk, they don't Falkirk have been. Won. Yeah, Falkirk have got solid foundations mm-hmm. there. Falkirk have got a decent team as well. Motherwell so. definitely would not walk that league. There's, the it'll be tough. Hibs have been fair enough. Hibs have been by far and away the better team this in that league this season. But Hibs struggled in certain outfits, and Mullow would probably lose those games that Hibs were drawn because they just don't have the quality. Yeah, it'll be and just just in my opinion. If Mullow will go down, I don't think they will come back up right away. It'll they'll need to completely rebuild, have a total clear out, mm-hmm. and then just work from there. So moving on to Rugby Park. Another win for Neil McCann, 1-0 against Kilmarnock. John James, what do you make of that? Neil, Neil McCann, he's at, what an impact this guy's made. I think uh, Dundee were the better team. And I've, I've been praising Kelly in uh, recent weeks, saying how better they've looked. But Dundee looked the better side throughout the whole game. Dundee did not look like a side that had not won a game in, like, what, seven very, very well structured, very well organised. Neil McCann them. is he's doing the right things there at Dundee just now. Um, Kelly just weren't at the races at all. Oh, well, apparently, was it Lee McCulloch said he's his assistant. assistant after two minutes or something? He was like, We're no at it today. Mm. Aye, but it, was, it wasn't the most thrilling game to watch, but it was a big result for Dundee. It, massive. It, it does not matter how you win. It's when you're in the bottom six. Yep, exactly. It's all, it's all about the points. I would go as far. I mean, Dundee are safe. I mean, Dund- oh, Dundee are Dund- safe. Dundee two wins. That's it. They don't. They, it's they, between Hamilton and Motherwell now. Dundee will not be caught. So. Yeah, Dundee are Dundee are safe. It's between Hamilton and Motherwell now. That's in well, Inverness as well, yeah. right? It's between those three teams, right? But Scott Bain towards the end of the game made a very pivotal save. He's I, he's a very good goalkeeper. They, Do you think he'll be there next no, season? No, he's already. I think he's. Basically told him he's not signing a new contract, so so he's so he's out of contract. He's out of contract at the end of the season, I'm sure. And because remember, Paul Hartley was saying, Paul Hartley was saying before he left that uh, they weren't, he wasn't going to talk about Scott Bain because Scott Bain apparently rejected the extension. Yeah, I so. like Scott Bain, but I like Fodderham, so <laughs> I do like. That's the thing. I'd be ashamed for a player like Scott Bain if we'd had him at Rangers. It'd be ashamed for him just to be sitting on the bench mm. because. I really do rate Fodinum and I want him to be your number one going forward. It's, it's but like, even with Aberdeen, you just have exact Joe same Lewis. Yeah. Hearts. Hearts could easily go for him. Hearts, that's a very good shout. Scott being at uh, Hearts, that could happen because we'll get into Hamilton mm-hmm. later on. <laughs> but yeah, Scott being is he a terrific keeper. Play, he deserves to play at a higher level than Dundee. Saying that, we don't know what Dundee will do next season, but it's, if, he's, if he's clearly not wanting to sign a contract at Dundee, he's probably what, he's going to want to go somewhere else. Well, Whether that's a top six side in Scotland or. England and have a crack at England, but I mean, he could easily play for a better side in Scotland. Maybe even St Johnson. I know Xander Clark's obviously there, but there was Alan Manis at the end of the season. Rumour is he went to Mullow. So, uh, wait, Alan Manis is going to Mullow? Uh, that's, that's, that's the rumour that Alan Manis to Mullow. If Mullow will stay up, though. So he says if Mullow will stay so up. He, apparently, he's only going to Mullow if they stay in the Premier League. And Mullow will have Craig Samson. Craig Samson, who they dropped at the weekend for yeah. their own e keeper they have. So, I guess Craig Sampson, um, right before he like, because when he left St Mirren, he got an offer from Mullerwell and mm. Kamarnock, and de- and he decided to go to Kamarnock instead mm. of Mullerwell, and then obviously he left Kamarnock and then went to Mullerwell, and it's not been Craig Sampson has been very disappointing for Mullerwell ever since he's uh, resigned with them, so he has. But Dundee, what more can you say? Neil McCann, <laughs> terrific, because they were in a horrible, horrible run, and then Neil McCann comes in. Two wins on the trot. I, I always believed Dundee had the players that they shouldn't be there. That they should they should either be fighting for the top six or even be in the top six. But they just needed a bit of I don't I still don't even think Hartley's a bad manager. And I even think, I, I think Hartley was just yeah, stuck in a rut. Yeah, I agree. Like see when I heard about the sacking of Paul Hartley, I was thinking, well, oh, that's a that's a bit harsh. And but then I was thinking, well if, the, if, if Dundee, Dundee yeah if Dundee had got the win, would they have kicked on under Hartley? That's yeah, what, that's the thing. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, if they'd have got the one in the Hartley, would they have kicked on? But Neil McCann's obviously brought. He's came in and he seems to raise the players' confidence, and that's what Hartley seemed like. Seemingly, he couldn't do. Yeah, so. Hartley, he wasn't. His whole run at Dundee wasn't all that bad. He obviously got them promoted, and he he done 
quite well. It was just the questionable over the last yes. questionable transfers, and then he lost his two best players this in the summer, and it was always going to be hard for them. It was on short notice they lost them as well. Yes, it was going to be hard to replace that amount of goals and. Probably yeah. rightly would have been a bottom six side anyway, but yes, like see, when the sacking happened, I was thinking right that is a bit harsh. Then I was looking at Dundee's results, yeah. and I was like, right, okay, I can understand it now. And everyone was saying they were appointing Jim Duffy or whoever, mm-hmm. right? But Neil McCann is just so unexpected. I'm still gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna be ranting and raving about Neil McCann calling him a tactical genius and all that no, yet, but because realistically he is playing the poorer sides in Scotland. But it's two very big results. If, it is yes. a big result. If he gets the job, it's how they kick on next season. Yes. Can they compete against? They've looked good. They've looked good. Like they've looked good against Mullow. They managed to outscore Mullow. Fair enough. They still had that wee defensive frailties, but. They kept the country against a strong Kelly side. It's how they how would they fare against St Johnston, even Partick Thistle, Rangers, Hearts, Aberdeen. Right, they beat Rangers two one this season, right? <laughs> but bearing in mind though, right, I'm not making excuses, but this Rangers team is going through a, a really mm. bad fa- phase at this point because that's when Warburton just left. We had Graham Murphy in charge, and he was just getting the hang of things. And this Rangers team is so. Like uninspired, they were just so deflated, and it was it was they came up against a really wounded Rangers side. Well, they got but, I thoroughly humiliated them at then. So, but would that have happened if Dundee weren't in that run they were in? Because they have decent players, they have decent players they do. in that team. Especially Paul Paul McGowan. I know Paul McGowan's had his troubles, but. Marco, Marco yeah, Harris, yeah, like Paul McGowan. Whether you like him or not, Darren, he's a decent centre. Like Paul McGowan, I would say, is one of Dundee's better players. Mm-hmm. And going forward, he is, I think he's a decent new player. So he is. But I'll, I'll he's like, had a lot, a lot like of off field troubles. Uh, he's I, mean, good I, think well. I, think, I thought Dundee pulled off a cook when they got Elbeck Elbeck to me because he was linked to a, fair enough, it's a lower division, but he was linked to a Hibs. He was linked to Harps. And he went to Dundee. And was like, that's a bit of a signal of intent but then again when obviously I think Bill Elbeck too would have played better if he had Greg Stewart to feed off of do you think when do you think uh, Paul Hartley will be back in the game I, I, he'll, he'll, ne- he'll never return to like he started obviously in like uh, third division and yeah and he worked his way up he'll never go that low again he'll, no. the lowest fair he'll, play to him doing that lowest he'll probably go is the championship for a decent side maybe a side like I wouldn't say Falkirk because I think Peter Houston's got a good thing going on over yes. there. Maybe a Morton if Morton lost Jim Duffy with Paul Hartley's just slotting at Morton. But obviously Paul I think Hart- that'd be a, if I'm being honest I think that would be an ideal fit but for Paul him. Hartley did have that public spat with Morton when uh, Dundee got promoted because uh, it was at Hamilton thoroughly hammered Morton on the final day of the season and that very nearly cost Dundee the title. Yeah, that, that was like 10-1 uh-huh. or something. Yeah, Kenny Shields was the so, manager at that so point. He did, he, did, he did publicly slag Morton for that, but if that's been forgiven, then would he go there? It's a bit off topic, right, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Do you remember Kenny Shields? I remember what a Ken- character he was. I like Kenny Shields. I, I like him because he just spoke his mind. I know. And the media didn't know how to handle him. He knows what he's talking about. The media just didn't have... Just had no idea how to approach a Kenny Shields yeah, interview. Anytime he's ever on like sports sound or whatever, I, I always tune in. He's such a great guy to listen to. I mean, I think he he did he did ruin his own stock though when it was his ill fated reign at Morton. I think he was good at Kelly. That he was, was. When he was at his highest when he was at Kelly. And then I, I, why is it he left Kelly? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, was it a, was it a spat with Michael Johnson? Yeah, I think it was something like that. Was I think he was. I think Kamarnock didn't finish in the top six that season, right? right? And then he was wanting to, like, I need to take this club oh. uh, like, further. This club can go places. Need to, like, back me with money. Then Johnson was not having it. And then he just got a wee bit of a spat. And then Kenny Shields got well, you see uh, what he took, you, see, you see where he took Kelly without money? Was like, I know. If, he, if he'd have got even, not even a lot, if he'd have got a slight bit of money, then... Right, won the league cup with Kelly. They finished in the top six. Um, Kamar, he went to Parkhead in Ibrox, beat both of them uh, away from home, and he's, I'm sure he beat Aberdeen a couple of times as well. I'm pretty sure I was actually at Rugby Park one time when the snow was piled up at the side of the park and they beat us 3 0. So, so Kelly played some decent football under Shields. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Kenny Shields, and I think he's managing he's in, he's in Ireland just now. I think it's, no, it's, it's not Derry, that's a. Uh, oh. Is it not? Is Derry, is it not? Is it? Because Dean Shields is playing with Derry. 
I think is it is Dean Shows with me, Terry? Or is it? I was gonna. I, I don't know. I was gonna say Dean Dope. That's obviously not him. That's Michael. Eh, that's Kenny something. I'm sure. Other uh, another Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't remember. <laughs> speaking of another uh, Irish manager, I know we're gonna like get off this and But remember Pat Fenlon? Yeah, I knew Fenlon. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Fenlon. Oh, he was he was rotten, wasn't he? He was oh, he was bad. <laughs> Even though he got in a Scottish Cup final, but <laughs> come on. <laughs> but I. But then again, no right. See if the Sibs didn't get rid of Pat Fenlon that season, or he resigned apparently. Mm. See if he just stayed in charge. He would have kept him up. They would have got How did Hibs go down that season? I that was know. laughable. One of life's mysteries. Oh, of course. <laughs> but it's done, it looks like it's done, obviously, the world of good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, great result with Dundee, and uh, they're staying up, in my opinion, 100%. Mm. And Neil McCann, give him the job. He'll get the job. Permanent and, basis. And, and Lee McCulk. Oh, of course. Regardless of losing. Lee McCulk, Neil McCann, give them the job on a full time basis. So moving along to Parkhead, Celtic played St Johnston and they beat St Johnston 4-1. Another dominating mm-hmm. performance from Celtic. They're absolutely, what more can you say, they were brilliant. They got, they, a, they got a fright when St Johnston equalised after they took the lead, but that's just, that just does nothing but anger Celtic. I, I, I don't know the approach to deal with, you, either, you score early against Celtic, then they've got a whole game to equalise. Score halfway through, they still have another 45 minutes to equalise. Exactly, score I know. Score in the last minute, they'll probably still end up scoring in the last, last minute. I know, it's... Um, the young Michael Johnson, one of the young players, made their debut and he was very impressive. They're, get, they're giving debuts to youngsters and they're still... Having, oh, and <laughs> the youngsters are just playing brilliant as well. In fairness, that... Oh, nah, that it's depressing for a Rangers fan. <laughs> in fairness, that turn... That, uh, oh, that was, that, yeah, that was, that was good. That was filthy. That was good, yeah. But yeah. there's no stopping Celtic just now. Yeah, we say it every week, but there's no stopping them. And they are going to go unbeaten. And I'm still I'm, I, I I'm trying to cling to the hope that Aberdeen might beat them on Friday night, but. They're just they're dominant right now. I'll, I'll get back to you next week on what happens if. Yes, of course. <laughs> but just as I was just saying, the Celtic are just. Fantastic in every area of the park. And even though they won the league, they're still hungry and they still want to win games comfortably and play great football. I thought that Celtic would be if if they once they won the league they'd take the foot off the gas and they'd start playing some youngsters, but they're not. (laughs) They just Of course they want this run. They seem to be firing on all cylinders every single game and that's not what you could say about them last year. Dyla could barely could get them firing on all cylinders when they were actually playing well. Brendan Rodgers has came in and he's just seemed to the whole club is just right, it's been it's a, just it's, a, it's been an unbelievable transformation it has I think Celtic fans when Rodgers came in were expecting okay we'll win the league but they were not expecting they were, they were maybe expecting a double and then of course they'll lose a few games in they the wanted, league season but they, they were not expecting this level the main of thing, success the main thing they wanted was they just wanted entertaining football they wanted entertaining football back at Parkhead getting entertaining football they're about to win the. They're potentially about to win the treble. They're potentially about to go unbeaten. They already won the league cup. They won the league. What? <laughs> and they're playing. As I said, they're playing fantastic football. Like <laughs> it must be a fantastic time to be a Celtic fan the, right now. The only thing that I'm, I would I'd try and pick the bones of is, in recent weeks anyway, uh, Paddy Roberts has looked unplayable. He's been scoring. He's been assisting. He's just been doing all sorts. How do you replace him? Can you replace him? I don't know. Look, he, how much, look how much he's worth. He's, and then see if Celtic want to buy him. He's going to fork out a lot of money. He's a legitimate £10 million plus player. Man City signed him for like 11, was it not? 11 million? Yeah. So if Celtic are holding out any hope of getting him Man back, City will want to Man make C- a profit in that. Man City, you've written Pat Roberts's. Many could be looking at him as like, he is a young English footballer. He could easily potentially make it an English English setup in the in the, in the under thirty ones senior national yeah, yeah. team and the yeah and the only way he's going to do that is if he's playing in England because let's let's face it unless you're already established international in England you're not going to play in Scotland and play for the yeah because see mm. Foster Fraser Foster um he only got into the England team mm. because England don't have very good goalkeepers yeah. Joe Hart is an only real good goalkeeper but right fought like and then Foster in Scotland he was seen as he's a decent pair of hands mm. but now he's in England he's doing well so credit to him but uh, I. I would say, how do you replace him? But they'd probably just move up another one of their, their benched players and then he'd end up being good. Because I've not been a huge admirer of 
uh, Callum McGregor. But I can't deny that he's playing. He's, he's been, been playing, playing brilliant over the last few games. I said it. And then when you throw in, if say they would, they won't. I, I'm saying it round. They will not get back. Roberts. Roberts will go down to England. I'm saying he's off. He he will not be back. But did they just move McGregor in that position? Put Sin- keep Sinclair on that link. Saying they don't sell him if uh, if a bid comes in for Sinclair, but I doubt it will. Then they just put Armstrong in the middle, McGregor on one side, Sinclair another, and that's probably still another. 40 plus goals you could get out of them um, add into that you've still got players like Griffiths and Dembele so do you think Celtic will add much in the summer I don't see what they need to add <laughs> I don't see what well, they need to add if they want to like progress and do well in the Champions League they'll need to get bring in some top quality players the aim for the Champions League is obviously you need to bring in qual- better quality but if they bring in better quality it's another season where the other teams in Scotland are just going to be blown away. Yeah, but that's the thing. If they want to do well in Europe, they're going to, need to fork out a lot of money. Mm. Like, like for example, see them. If I'm being honest, like, do you think they'll be they will actually fork out money for I'll, like a player for like seven eight million? I don't think they will. I don't think Celtic. Celtic would. It would be wise for Celtic to pay seven or eight million for a player because they they operate on. They've done quite well in recent transfers where they get players for like two million. Three million, and then sell them on for like, what? How much was it they got for one uh, Yaman? It was for, like eleven million quid. So they 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 buy these players and then yeah. they are new Lennon signings. But I don't doubt Rogers has even more context than what Neil Lennon does. To yeah. Look how much they got Dembele for, uh-huh. and how much the profit they'll probably make on him. They could probably do that again. Just sign. I can sell to have in recent years done very well in the transfer market, Just like buying sell. players for peanuts, then selling them on for mm. big money. But, but I don't see, as as I just said, I don't see Lawwell giving Rogers money to spend like to spend like seven eight million pound on just enough one think player. I will get money. He'll get money, but then he will, but not that kind of money. Where he can spend like eight million quid on a player. The, the ambition won't be you're spending that money to win the league, and you're that um, that money is you're spending that money to get us to maybe the last sixteen in the Champions League because they've already got to the group stages. They put up a decent fight. That the next stage you can take is getting a Scottish team out of the Champions League group stages again. But to the other team they were playing, <laughs> how were Saint Saint Johnson done? What they can, what what, what can they do? I know, I know. Uh. Uh, Saint Johnson put up a decent fight. They went got to one each, and then I think uh, oh I've I forgot his name. Tommy Knight, not Tommy Knight. Tommy Knight. Tommy, Tommy Knight. Uh, I the manager of Saint Johnson manager. I Saint Johnson manager. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Knight. Knight. Tommy Knight. Uh, Aye. Name completely escaped me. Uh, he he said in his aftermath interview they were four one down and. And then he, he was lost or worse, wasn't he? Just, he didn't know what to say. They're just defending. They just yeah. He was. Don't want to come up the road. He tried to come up once. He was like, um, he was thinking, I don't really want to play Celtic. But uh, no, no, I don't, yeah, he didn't obviously say that. But you can just tell he's thinking that. He was like, eh, I don't know what to say. They're just, just they're just too good. St. John's St. Johnson were obviously look, looking at like we've got a four-one loss. Celtic isn't the games we're going to be judged on this season. Nah, we've no. still got to play Hearts and Rangers and Party Fizzle, obviously. So. We've got Celtic out of the way. That, if that's a manager, you just say Celtic's out of the way. We yeah. move on. Mm-hmm. We get to say that after Friday night, but it's Celtic's not. It'll be interesting this Friday night, won't it? <laughs> Celtic's not a fixture. That right. Um, well, right before we move on, there's something else here. Um, Tommy Knight, do you think he'll be at St. Johnson next season? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see. I, I think he's a good manager. I think he could easily. Do if it. a club in England comes in from, I think it, like just say a club in Championship comes in from, I think he'll want to. It doesn't seem like prove himself. It doesn't seem like a manager that's overly concerned by what other people think, though. Like I know that I know that people people rate him, but it doesn't seem like he overly cares about. Like, I, I know it's exactly, it's all paper talk because even a, yeah, he's not a young young manager. Like, he's, no, it's experienced. Yeah. So I don't think I think he over. I don't think he harbours the ambitions that the younger managers do to go down in England and become this flashy manager. I mean, yeah. Tommy Wright, if Tommy Wright went to England, he'd go down to England and he'd do realistically the same sort of job he'd do at St. Johnson. Mm-hmm. And that's just build a team that's an absolute nightmare to play against and see what you can do with yeah. it. Because see, when he's like the Rangers job, he got asked about it and then he was I like... Don't think, I don't yeah. think he cared. I mean, Not even saying he was saying it was a real honour, but it's all paper thought. I'm just going to focus on St. Johnson right now, as he should, and he didn't, didn't let him affect St. him. St. Johnson have done terrifically well with the managers in recent years. I mean. Yeah, me and you are big fans of Tommy Wright and what a job he's done there. Mm-hmm. Right? He's done a fantastic job and he does. He will go on to bigger and better things, but he's. I think he's really happy at St. Johnson. He's plugging yeah. away, doing well. 
So consistent top six finishes. Exactly. They're over in a Scottish Cup, so uh, in European football for St Johnson next season as yeah. well. So they get another crack at that. So moving on to Fur Hill. <laughs> Rangers beat Partick Thistle 2 1. And it's the same thing happened the last time, effectively. I take you back to my previous prediction for that game when I said that Partick Thistle would go in at 1 1 0 up at half time. Rangers would equalise and the game would finish one each, but Joe Garner was obviously listening and decided <laughs> I'm going to ruin that prediction. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, it was a very poor performance from Rangers. It was. Um, I'm honestly stunned at how we managed to leave for Hill with three points. Thistle were first half they were terrific. They, 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 played, they yeah. played like a side that belonged. They were the all yeah. They were all over us in the first half, and even like throughout the whole game, we were. We were struggling to actually like cope with it, mm-hmm. like cope with Partick Thistle. Um, what a bullet of a header that was from uh, Chris Dolan. Oh, oh, there was no no keeper would have saved that. This is decent play as well. Oh yeah, well, Partick Thistle proved throughout the season they can play football. Aye, they played some really good stuff. So they did some great build up play, and I was imp- I was impressed with Partick Thistle and Rangers. What more can what more can be said about this team? This team is like even a credit to them for like coming back, yeah. right, and winning winning the game, but. Overall, we were just terrible, and I was watching the game, and we equalised, and I'm like, yeah, there we go, just like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, it was a great goal for Barry McKay, it was, but I wasn't getting overly excited, and see when Rangers scored the winner, (laughs) I'm not even kidding on, I cheered, then I just burst out laughing. (laughs) See, the scenes that you, the scenes when Rangers scored, right, I'm just, you're just watching it, and you're just like, uh, you're just... It's just like I think it's more so relief. It's, it, it was. I know, but how, relief is like relief over considering that you can stand in the stand and be like, yes. I know, but it was it was a way. It was a. It's that if Joe Gardner scored that winner, it's got like at the sixtieth minute. That, though that those scenes went hand. It was the fact it was the last minute. And Joe Gardner Miller ran all the way over to the away support, yeah. and then they were like, "Yeah, I don't know that stuff." And then the the young lads yeah. got excited. Oh, of course, they'll probably drink before it, and then they're like, "Let's jump on the I've pitch." The but what? Oh, what do you make of that Stewart? But <laughs> <laughs> worst Stewart in history. I've seen I've seen rumours of people trying to defend it, saying that they were celebrating you. Uh, Rangers qualifying for European football but that that is because not fly with me at all because Rangers knew that European football was already secured because St Johnson know that European football is secured if they can keep on to fourth even if Rangers dropped down from third to fourth they would still have European it was football. more as I was saying it was more so like relief uh, just considering the last couple of weeks we've had see, and it was just like a, a last minute winner and we're just, if, we're just enjoying if, it see if the majority of the fans had just said it was because we've had two torrid weeks We've lost against Celtic twice. We've won this game, and see, it's, I thought that I, I wouldn't have been fine. Obviously, fans, as you've said, fans coming on the park in Scotland should not be happening. And attack the players that shouldn't happen. <laughs> right, that's another topic for another day. Sorry, Hibs, uh, sorry, yeah. Hibs fans. But trying to defend it by coming up with the most bogus excuse of. But it's because we qualify for Europe again. It's like, no, you knew you were going to be... If I was there, uh, I, would would not, I, would, I would run on the pitch. No, I would run on the pitch and hug Joe Garner because, uh, uh, you know, my feelings are Joe Garner. But I, would, I wouldn't even run on the pitch, right? Because, it's, right, let's be honest, right? No disrespect to your party this right? When I seen it, I, I was laughing, but... Like when people like when, when people are trying to get angry over it, saying, oh, what is that absolute joke? And I'm like, come on, just lighten up, right? But... I, it, I was part, it was party this so come on I it, was, it was against party this I think the consensus is other fans it was, yeah. Rangers fans don't like people making fun of their club and near the Europe I, I, I know <laughs> I mean, but I think that was just asking for it because other fans are like other fans are looking in and that like come on it's party thistle <laughs> it's not as if you've secured anything it's you've, beat you've, you've, too got, you've got the three points well done you've got it get off the park it's, if you're a club the size of Rangers and you're winning a game against Party Thistle, should you really be going? Should you be, should you be <laughs> running on the park? Should you be running on the park to sell it? I mean, I actually think it degrades the stature that you try and talk about when you're. No, I don't think like it's anything like that. It was just, it was just a few young lads. It wasn't like it was a whole stand. It was just a few young lads, right? Obviously, it, that's what it was. It was just the young ones. I think the like, mentality, when Joe Gardner and Miller went over, and then they're like, "Yes, come I on, lads." The then they got a bit excited. That was the, it. The mentality. The players, don't think it degrades the stature. None of that. The mentality of the players has got to be quenched, questioned when the. the how like why does a goal like that mean that much to you? It's like 
Fair enough. You're gonna win. Uh, it's a last minute winner. That's what. That's why they're getting so excited over it. It's a last minute winner of a game that you've played very poorly, and you know the players apparently know, as well as the 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 staff apparently know that Rangers fans won't accept that. So if you don't try and come over and pander to them in that manner, that they're suddenly going to be happy with. Beaten party for so two one in a game where they were thoroughly dominated. Yeah, it was, ju- it was just all the moment, right? Minutes. When Joe Garner came over, and then was, of course he scored. The Rangers fans were like, "Yeah, right." Then after that, they were thinking, oh, "Joe Garner's crap," <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, these players are crap. But fair play to them; it was a good comeback. But they still need to go. <laughs> they still, they still need to go. And Joe Garner, my feelings of my feelings on Joe Garner have most definitely not changed. Mm-hmm. I still think he's terrible. He still needs to go. He's been a flop. But <laughs> I've got the worrying feeling that Casinha actually likes him, <laughs> and he's, he wants to keep him on board, which is worrying in the end. But, but uh, no, Garner, no, please go. The the other, the other obviously the other team that we're playing, I think. I said it. I said it to you before Archibald even said that. Actually, I messaged it to you when I was watching the game as well as before he even said it. At what point do you question Party Thistle's mentality? He didn't hold, yeah, exactly. He twice, did, twice yeah. at home against Rangers. We've played Thistle four times this season, right? Ibrox twice, two 0 for Hill two one, and they've ended in the exact same mm. circumstances. It's like you, it was almost a mirror image of that game. Of that game, it was. The, it's you. They went one 0 up. They conceded equaliser. Even when they conceded the equaliser, I doubt Rangers fans thought we're gonna get a second goal here. No, I didn't. Because Rangers, Not for one Rangers second. were poor. So if party fizzled fans try and use the approach of or oh, it was the the momentum changed, like well no it didn't. It's like party fizzled still went up the pitch after Rangers scored. They could have easily held that if they wanted to, they could have held that ball for the next six minutes and saw out and got a point, which a point, reasonable, get a point in the top six against a, the team that's sitting in third place. That's fine. But why? I just don't. The defending was dreadful. No one goes out. That the, the first thing the centre backs lets Miller run into the box, and then Joe Garner's just yeah. marking Joe Garner. Kenny Miller's it's just what more can be said about the guy? He was like I he was on it. Even the way Kenny Miller was doing it, like he was just running. He was yeah. effectively running rings around the defence. I feel like it looked. They, they made like Miller just made it look so easy. I I I just don't. I, I, I every club in Scotland should know that Kenny Miller's really the only player that Rangers have that's able to influence the game in that manner. The 90 second minute. He's 37 years old, 90 second minute, and he's still... I've said I've rated him. He's still running and still trying to pre- uh, push forward. And I said I've Barry Mackay, but he's... It was a good goal from him, it he, was. He needs to be interested to play well. Kenny Miller, when he gets the ball, part of so even, even if you just smash him on the edge of the box, risk the free kick... Risk the free kick, take let them have the shot because more. How many goals have Rangers actually scored from a free kick this season? So maybe two or three. Not run, many. Not many at run, all. Run the risk of the free kick. Potentially take the point. There you go. Do not let them. They run just it. stood. They just stood off him, right? Just, and it was like the thistle player just stood off him and watched like Miller like running the ball like and all like oh my god they, this is Kenny Miller. They didn't even <laughs> attempt to close down the cross. That's what I'm, I, I'm watching it. Like, I was watching it before that one in the Hearts game. I'm watching. I'm like go him. You're just watching him go to the cross. See, going back to Barry McKay, right? Um, Barry McKay. This is one thing I've noticed about him. See at the start of the game, right? If Barry McKay's got the ball and just say he can't get past if he a player, doesn't, get past, if he doesn't get past a player, that will set the tone for him for the rest of the game, right? And just say he gets past a player in the first attempt, then he'll be like, okay, I'm up for it today. What? But if he, see if he can't do that, like right in the first hurdle, get past a player, that will set the tone, and then he'll be like, okay, he's well, going. He'll go on to have a bad game. What I think Rangers would benefit from is it's a tactic. Well, it's a tactic I've seen Aberdeen play throughout the season. Is McGinn and constantly rotate, so they swap wings. And there's a game earlier in the season where we beat Dundee 2 1 at Dens when they went 1 0 up. That game, uh, who's the Dundee's young fullback? Uh, he's, he's, the, he's the youngster. O'Hara? No, it's the, no. the other one. He's the, he's the, young, he's the youngster. But uh, Hayes could, uh, struggled to get past him. And instead of giving up, he, they swapped wings. Hayes went down the other wing, puts in the cross, and now we're in 1 2 1. Rangers, I think, would benefit from rotating. Constantly, they put more than likely they play a front three, rotate, rotate to keep the defenders on their toes. But Mackay just, if he can't get past him, so inconsistent. If he can't get past them, he's more likely going to get hooked at halftime because I, I do like Mackay, I really do. But he's just far too inconsistent, and it's been the story of his season. 
It has. He's just been. He'll play fantastic one week, then the next week will be horrendous. The only thing I don't I understand it. I, I don't. I, I, I'm struggling to to praise Partick, and I know I, I've been praising them throughout the se- the season, but. <laughs> I feel like they let themselves down. I think they they were there was something to be taken. The only team not to take points off us this season. The there only was, team. There was something to be taken from that game and they've just bottled it. Fair enough, fair enough they're in the top six, they're, they're on merit, but if you're gonna get to the top six, you need to get results. You need to play well, exactly, you need to play well against like the old firm, Aberdeen, mm. etc. Hearts even the heart situation to be I know they were down to ten men, but part of us were one 0 up. And Partick were the better team. They've gave away they've given away a silly penalty. They've then went two one up again. And even if you're down to ten men, you've went two one up. Sit back. Even when they got that man sent off last week against Hearts, they had a fantastic chance after that. Just and then just it just them. seems like they can't get the job done. All they need to do is hang on and they can take something from these games. And they've done it against Hearts, but they could have got the free. They've done it against Rangers and came away with nothing. Yeah. And it's just as as Archibald said, it is just they're, they're either not good enough for the top six or they just don't have the mentality for the top yep. six. But obviously, I will, I will, I'll defend them in the sense of to get that mentality, you have to have experience of being in the top six. Part of us will have only been in the top six what, once in the last... God knows how long. So they, they aren't going to get that experience unless they get in the top six. And the last time Party of Thistle beat Rangers was 1993. So to get that experience, Party need to be there. So they need to be there next season, I think. Next season, if they were there, they could, who knows, they might go on to beat... Celtic, St Johnson and Aberdeen in the last <laughs> couple of games and then everyone's talking about how Partick have went three wins and two a, a loss and a draw but I don't see them winning I can see them winning maybe against St Johnson I, but I, Aberdeen and Celtic will be too strong for them Yeah but overall um, I thought I thought Partick Thistle deserved at least something from the game and we were very very fortunate <laughs> to take all three points but I'll take it It was an odd game it was and right before we move on um, Clint Hill was told today that his contract will not be renewed Um, so what's your thoughts on that John James? unless they've got someone lined up and it's got to be it's it's all to do with age I think but see Clint Hill I'll I'll be piecing Clint Hill before uh, you go Mm. on Clint Hill has had a a solid season he has he's Um, he's otherwise in a very poor squad Yes, that's it. Um, he's a true professional. He's always showed fight and passion anytime he's wore the jersey. Um, his highlight was obviously that goal at Parkhead. I've I've liked Big Clint Hill, and if he got off, see if he did get offered a new contract, I wouldn't have been against it. But obviously, he's not going to get offered that, and I think he probably will retire now. But all the best to Clint Hill. Um, he's been one of our better players this season. Uh, that goes without saying, and I wish Clint Hill all the very best. I just I don't see why they're 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 doing that at this point, unless they have someone that they're going to announce in the next couple of weeks because because Clint Hill next why, season will be thirty nine. Why do it when there's still games to play? Wait, I know I know you can do the whole send off in the final day of the season, but I found that I, I did find that play, a bit odd. Let them play. I just found the timing a bit odd. I didn't expect them to get off the new deal, but I found the timing of it very there's odd. There's still big games to go. <laughs> Rangers are going to be playing Hearts this weekend, playing Aberdeen midweek, and then they, Johnson. then they end the season at St. Johnson. There's three very difficult games they've got coming up, and I just don't understand why you're announcing that you're losing arguably one of your best players this season. And I, it's, but it's that's not I think the senior's thinking of, right, I'm going to get better players in next season than Clint mm. Hill. No disrespect to Clint Hill. He was a great defender in his day, but now he's getting up there. We need to start like looking forward. Mm. But hey, Clint Hill, I wish him all the best, and I'll never forget that we, that goal at Parkhead. It was uh, the scenes in the Glen Lusset were very. <laughs> it was, uh, put, put it over exuberance was definitely happening amongst the Glen Lusset. <laughs> Uh, people <laughs> but yes all the best to Clint Hill and he's been he's been good for us this season so Tyne Castle um, Hearts played Aberdeen and Aberdeen won 2-1 mm-hmm. uh, at Tyne Castle and they secured second place John James you were there what was uh, your thoughts on the game? I thought it was a game that Aberdeen thoroughly dominated as I said I, fair enough I got the prediction off by one goal that Hearts got but I think I said to now Aberdeen, I think, or one now Aberdeen. I said to now Aberdeen, but but we definitely did. We Aber- both did say Aberdeen won. Aberdeen didn't not look in control. Like as soon as the game kicked off, the it was I, I didn't realize it until actually I was at the game that they were saying farewell to 
The stand? Their main stand. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I see when I heard that news, I was like, oh, I was like, oh no, this is going to be a day that hearts are going to actually turn up. And as you know, <laughs> it was I'd, the opposite. <laughs> I, I had never won at Ten Castle. Yeah. I'd never won a league game or a cup game against Hearts at Ten Castle until the weekend. Because when I when I seen the game, Hearts it was the same old story with Hearts. It's been like the story of their season. It seems to be like an ongoing issue with them just now. Is Hearts dominate the game of possession, but don't do anything productive with it. That's it's been the story of their season. They, well, the well, story of Ian Cathro. They so had far. A, a ten minute spell when they equalised in the second half, where they looked decent. And then literally four minutes after they scored, I already went up the pitch and scored. And it's like... Oh, they, Jack Hamilton. They have such a frail mentality. And Jack Hamilton should, Jack Hamilton. should not be their number one. I don't think... Right, this might be a wee bit controversial here. I don't know if you agree with this. I don't think Jack Hamilton is cut out for this level. He He's had quite a few blunders this season. He had two blunders against Hughes, right? He had a horror show against Hibs in Scottish Cup, right? I think he I gets don't think he's cut for it. I think he gets a he gets a lot of people trying to defend him because he's a Hearts lad. He came up through the Hearts development. I mean he could be a decent keeper, but he didn't have a long enough loan spell at yeah, I can't remember who he was at, but he needs another spell at, Yeah, I was about at, to say that. At, 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 a championship, championship side. Yeah. Get experience. Get the get make them make the mistakes that aren't going to be in the, the media. public eye. Make those the, those wee mistakes. Sort them out. Come back to Hearts. Be the number one. He's the number one right now, but he shouldn't be the number one. He should not be. No. That Adam Rooney's goal. I said that at the time. I don't understand how he's not held that. Oh, that was not, that was not, horrendous. Not even held it. Just pam it away. When when <laughs> you know you are playing against a striker like Adam Rooney. Do not. He can just like see as soon as who's who's the one that took the shot. Uh, Peter Pollock. But as soon as Pollock took the shot, Rooney was like, okay, he, he can. He he's gonna. He's, yeah, he knew he was like he's gonna he's gonna maybe mess this up. And then he messed it up. Then Rooney was there to pounce on it. It's almost identical. See back to our game that we played them on the thirtieth, uh, the thirtieth of January, I think it was, or maybe earlier. It was a similar mistake he made. Then someone had a long shot. He pammed out and Rooney put it wide that time. It was almost identical. It's clearly an issue. Is. <laughs> I, I don't know what the goalkeeping coach is saying at Tynecastle, but if you're a keeper, if you can't hold it, pam it wide. Pam it out so it's out of the danger area. Don't pam it right down to the... That, before this weekend, Radley only had 19 goals. He's now on to 20. Don't put it right down with... He's going to feed off them. And Adam, Adam Rooney is like the, the ideal poacher. And he's experienced as well. So it was it was an absolute like, horror show Fair enough, the from Hamilton. You, like, you had a terrible show. Fair enough. Show. The you could argue the defender should have reacted quicker and seen him moving. But the keeper, first of all, shouldn't have to put the defenders in that situation. And he's done it. And then I've, I've seen that people trying to defend him. But he was at fault for that one in the second goal as well. What? He just Hamilton? I think he's early. He's early twenties. He's definitely early twenties. I think Catherine. I, 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 I think Catherine knows in the summer he's going to get like an experienced goalkeeper, and I think. Well, they and had then, Neil Alexander. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> why did they get rid of him? Like did I couldn't it, understand that. I feel like Aberdeen knew because he was solid for them for two we, seasons. I, I feel like we got Joe Lewis, and we knew that we did. Neil Alexander was never going to play, and it was almost as if we just kind of went Hearts doing decent keeper. We'll take him, and then just put him in our team not to play, and then. Fair enough, I know Alexander's leaving at the end of the season. May it might go back to Hearts. Don't know. Don't think he will, but uh, I just don't understand it. I think they could have kept Alexander, had him be the number one next. And it wasn't even as if we it wasn't even as if we paid a transfer fee, it was Hearts chose not to renew his contract and we just took him. Yeah, because I think Nielsen had a lot of faith in Hamilton and but it's honestly it's not working. And Hamilton needs to go I think he needs to go out and loan again, as we're saying, he needs to go out and loan and make the mistakes at a level where there's not going to be a public eye on him. Have you seen the second goal? The cross comes in. It's a decent cross, a decent header. O'Connor's done what he's expected to do. He's put it back across the keeper. But the keeper, he's so flat-footed. He was, yeah, he was all over the place. He's he was, so right? flat-footed. Like, I, I, His footing was all wrong. Obviously, right? and uh, obviously, me sitting behind that stand, I, I was looking, I had to look over someone's head to see if the ball had dropped in and then I was like, how has that gone in? It wasn't like it was a great header. It was it, like, was, it was a header that you'd expect from someone I, who's going away from the goal. And it's I a header which like, a, keep, a goalkeeper mm. should at least catch. Mm. I, I, think, was, I think he was actually trying to play it across to Rooney for Rooney to come across. <laughs> exactly. For Rooney to then run across and put and it And then over. he was like, oh my God, did that go in? Yeah, I think, <laughs> and O'Connor really scores as well. <laughs> I think that... I do ask what they said. They were saying that on the uh, sports scene as well. They're talking about we have so many talented Irish players, and they all, 
they always score. You don't expect to see our Irish centre defensive mid gone centre back scoring headers like that. But I just Hamilton could have easily not. He didn't even need dive. <laughs> Move across. If you're not if you're not five footed, you stop that. He's he's lost that game for Hearts. Even though I was saying yeah, he I was saying Hearts lost the battle. I think mean, Hearts were out fought. Hearts didn't look didn't they didn't like the fact that I mean Aberdeen put up a bit of fight and then. But what were they expecting? There's no see when I'm looking at a Hearts team. There's no leaders. There's Brilliant. absolutely no leaders in that team. Is he um, Cowie's the, the Hearts captain, right? Uh, I think he is. Yeah. And he, then, when you substitute him, and then you can. Then you him. you give. I know. Then you told me the boos were ringing round Tynecastle. Then he gave the captaincy to Jamie, Jamie Walker. Walker. No disrespect to Jamie Walker, but why is he the captain? Jamie why? Walker's undoubtedly the second best player at Hearts. The the best player being Callum Patterson. Obviously, he's been injured since near enough as. What January? No. Um, no, it was I think it was before, December. November, so, December. He's right. been injured since then. So Jamie Walker's obviously been their best player. He's been their only player pretty much since then, and he got red carded. He had to make the challenge because Shinny would have been away. But where's your midfield? I know. He, I know he's playing on the wing, but where's the centre mid coming across to stop that? It's like Don Cowie's came off, and the Hearts fans have showed their displeasure. And then they just seem they brought it on for a striker, which I understand you're losing two one, bring on the striker. But did you lost the midfield battle then? And you don't want to lose the midfield battle against Aberdeen, because if you do that you're gonna open up for the wingers. That's exactly what happened. Aberdeen started after that sub, Aberdeen didn't look in trouble. And Cathro quite rightly got the pelters for that. And did you also hear that the full time the the Hearts players came back out to applaud the, the fans? Only a thousand stayed behind. A thousand? Sold out stadium, only a thousand stayed behind. And uh, Arnold Arnold Jim was in the media saying that he, they, they all understand the how the Hearts fans are feeling. It's been a poor season for Hearts. Like, ever since Cathro's came in, it's just been absolutely dismal. A season that started with Hearts sitting in second spot near enough in January. And bear in mind, everyone forgets this, right? They played Celtic the, the opening day of the season, right? And they gave Celtic a real good game. Last minute goal. So. Exactly, they gave Celtic a really, really good game. And then since Cathro's came in, it's just been a, a disaster I, so I far. Don't, I don't doubt that. But I, I, I still I still have faith in him, right? I still believe that he will become a, a success at Hearts and I do believe Levine and Anne Budge will get behind him and they'll back him in the summer. But we've said before in previous pods, I know we, we always pick on Ian Caffrey, right? But it's hard not to. But he has to start the season very strong because the first six games are crucial. If he doesn't start start the season off strongly, Levine will be like, no, I, I, I'm not backing you anymore. Because the Hearts fans, they're already getting impatient and there's, they're not going to put up with this crap for much longer. You've seen the, the differences that I saw at the weekend was when the Hearts players left the field, and then the, the manager, and then obviously they've came back on, they got booed. At full time, the Nawardine players and Nawardine coaching staff came over to the fans. It was it was almost like they were, it was a united front. They were, the fans were very behind the team. The, the team were obviously performing for the fans. Then McInnes even came over and was joining in. That shows how much that win meant to Nawardine for Nawardine. That all but secured second spot for a third straight season. And... We've obviously got a Scottish Cup final to look forward to. Hearts want to be in that scenario. Hearts want to be in a position where they can be playing for this. They should be in a position where they're playing for that. They're one of the top teams, but they're not. They're now sitting fifth behind, no disrespect to St. Johnson. They should not be sitting behind St. Johnson. And they probably won't even finish fourth. They, they, they probably won't finish fifth, sorry. And they rightly deserve to be there. I don't think they've, they've had it for the last four months. Well, not at all, and I, I know, like I've said to you many times, right? When like even though Rangers are very poor, right? And I look at Hearts, I'm thinking, how in the hell did we get beat four one at Tynecastle of Hearts? It's, it's almost been like a complete reverse because you because like everyone thought Hearts were to kick on from that point Rangers, on. Rangers struggled, and they didn't. They it's, have it's, not it's at all. Such a, the top, the top, like the the three, the top three outside Celtic has been so strange. It's. Aberdeen have beaten Hearts home and away, undefeated against Hearts, drew with them at the start of the season, that's about it. Rangers have been scalped twice at Tynecastle and beaten them twice at Ibrox, and uh, beaten them, beaten them at Ibrox and then got to play the second game. And we're, sitting for, uh, and we're, finished, we're going to finish third, right? and gonna We're going to finish third, we'll be in Europe and Hearts are sitting fifth. It's it's odd because Rangers have beaten, uh, beat Hearts have hammered Rangers twice, Rangers, I'm tipping Rangers to beat Hearts 
this weekend. This Saturday, yes. So that'll be two wins apiece. Meanwhile, Rangers have beaten Aberdeen twice. Uh, home and away, and then Aberdeen have beaten them once. But Aberdeen sit ahead of Rangers. It's, 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 like I've said before, you're guaranteed points of hearts. It's when you're, it like even a point, three points, you're guaranteed points of hearts. Because have dropped two when's the last time Hearts won a game? Was it Hamilton last month? Am I right? I think they won 4-0 It's when Hamilton are going yeah. through that really bad run Where we scaled them 6-0 And then I think they played us Aye, then, they, then they played Hearts Then Hearts beat them 4-0 Then after that they, they came back to Ibrox oh, no, And we beat them 4-0 Ibrox, Ibrox. Yeah exactly that's, I think that was Hearts last win they're not, they're not in a good way just now And if see for the remaining games of the season I don't see them uh, Winning, winning. <laughs> nope, I don't see Hearts winning any of the last three games. Their end of season game against Celtic has the potential to be embarrassing because if Celtic turn up with the rate of them, the mentality they have been Celtic, could probably easily put five past them. Could you Maybe imagine more. if Hearts beat Celtic and uh, ended up beating one? We, see, after the, the slagging we've just gave them, it's absolutely written in the stars that Hearts are going to beat Rangers. Beat Saint jo- uh, yeah, beat Saint George and beat Celtic. That's what's going to happen. In this. Well, right before we move on and. What do you think of Gonçalves at Hearts this season? I think he could be a success. I mean, Gonçalves has been... He's been he's just been wanting the service. He's, he's not had any service. He's he up, got, there, he's he up there by himself. He got the service against Aldean, he got the goal. But yeah, he, if you give him the service, I think he will score goals. He's big, but he's, he's just big, up there by himself. He's a, he's a big boy, so... He can handle himself when he's up yeah. there by himself, but when he doesn't have people to pass to after he's held it up, he's not going to do it. He need, he's, a, he's the same as Rooney. He needs, he's a six-yard box striker. If you can get the ball into him there, he'll cause trouble. And that's just not happened for Hearts. And he's, I think, the top goal scorer since January. I don't know if Jamie Walker's obviously sc- might have scored more, but yeah. But the, the Hearts team's lacking goals, lacking creativity. They're just they're, they're in a poor way right now. And in the summer, it's going to be a massive rebuilding job for Ian Catherine and Austin McPhee. So this weekend's fixtures: um, Aberdeen versus Celtic. How do you see that one going, John James? Friday well, night. I'm biased. So I'm going to go that Aberdeen are going to end Celtic's streak and are going to beat them 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. We play better against Celtic at home. We only lost 1-0 to them last time to an absolute freak of a goal that was probably never going to be repeat, repeated in Rodgers' career. So I am going to go with, I think Aberdeen will be up for it. I think Aberdeen will be in Celtic's faces. And I am going to go with, but I think Celtic just have too much quality. But I don't think they'll get the job done because Aberdeen will be motivated and they'll just want to. They'll, of course, that to end that unbeaten run will be a factor and that will motivate them. But I'm going to go with a one 0 draw. I think it'll be a very tight, a draw, a draw even would, game. A draw would be very interesting going into the Scottish Cup final as well. Because as I was saying there, Aberdeen will be up for it, but Celtic have a lot of quality and they will want to maintain that unbeaten run. So I think they would actually take a point at Pataudry. So I'm going to go I, with a one all draw at Pataudry. I, I would take a draw, but as long as it's interesting, going to the Scottish Cup final. So then we're moving on. Rangers versus Hearts at Ibrox on Saturday, the early kickoff. Um, Straightforward 2-0 Rangers That's what I was going to say 2-0 Rangers um, Hearts as I've said before Earlier on Hearts are a gar- You're guaranteed To take that points off Hearts That will come back And bite you though I know how bad Rangers are But Hearts are A guaranteed <laughs> Like At least 3 points Or like You're guaranteed To take points off them And I'm very confident Rangers will beat Hearts This weekend And Rangers will beat them Very comfortably And convincingly Yeah convincingly 2-0 and Dundee versus Ross County? Both teams have very little to play for. Both teams are safe, so I'm going to go with Neil McCann. First game, the first game Neil McCann will not take three points from, and it will be one each. I'm going to go with a 2-0 Dundee win. I just don't see... I think the momentum will continue, and I just don't see Dundee those, will take the three points. I don't see those teams really seeing they need to beat each other, so I think they'll draw one each. Um, the big one... Is this the biggest game of the weekend, John James? <laughs> the Lancashire Derby? Hamilton versus Motherwell? One and only time they'll get called the big game of the weekend. Massive for uh, both teams. This could decide who will finish in the playoffs. A part, a part of me wants to just be the Scrooge and I'm going to say it's like Motherwell nil, Hamilton nil, but I think there will be a winner. Uh, I think Hamilton are going to nick it. 
I was pondering Hamilton. over the idea of a draw, and then I was thinking, no, I'm going with a. I'm going to go with Aki's. I'm going to go with Aki's. Who I'm going to go with? 2 1 Aki's. I'm going Hamilton 3 0. <laughs> I've got Aki's feet now I think they'll be up for it I think Aki's Karen even though he comes across as so boring uninspiring he'll find a way to motivate these Hamilton players Hamilton's and he'll be like this remember that penalty we should have got last week lads remember Ham- we got screwed let's do them on Ham- Saturday let's Ham- do them well the Hamilton strikers <laughs> go to bed dreaming of getting free, free goals never mind <laughs> never mind uh, see if I'm right <laughs> if I'm right <laughs> We're opening up the podcast next week by talking about how right Scott Bradley was and his prediction about the Lancashire Derby. Uh, then Kilmarnock ICT. Inverness 1-0. I've backed them every week and they finally delivered for me last week. So I'm going with uh, one each. Going with my one old draw. Depending on, depend on how the Lancashire Derby goes, a point for Kelly is not a bad result. Brings them one, brings them three points behind. If it's a, but no, uh, no, it would keep them four points behind actually. But still, two games to go. But taking a point from it's what Inverness need to do. Yeah, and St Johnston party thistle. Gonna question party thistle's mentality again. Yes, so St Johnston two, party thistle one. I'm going with a one nil St Johnston one. Um, Alan Archibald will not be happy <laughs> uh, if. Thistle don't have a response See, or a reaction from last is, weekend's event, so events. We're going to question their mentality. Partick Thistle will be the ones to beat Celtic. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? So um, that's pretty much it, guys. Yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Yeah. John James, thank you very much. A pleasure as always, and we will see you soon.